I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future, there's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggle. It's okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I respond to it. is the Limitless Athlete Podcast. I'm Tom Foxley, founder of Mindset Rx and your host. Today I'm joined by Kira Napoli, who is an I'd say an up-and-coming athlete in the fact that she's been only competing across it for a short while, but she's killing it. She is in um, well, semi-finals this year. She's just prepping for that. She's about to take a big step forward in terms of her coaching and what that looks like. And there are so many lessons that you can get from what Kira is, is talking about in terms of her mindset. She's got the mentality of an athlete far older than she is right now in terms of the, the maturity and the wisdom. And together, we're going to discuss the key pieces of her mindset and how she developed them and hopefully how you can develop them too. So here is the wonderful Kira Napoli. Hey, Kira. Um, Such a pleasure to have you on. Um, Really excited to be doing this with you and to to dive into like the, the mindset of where you're at right now. Um, in a good, very healthy place. I'm excited to be here by the way, too. Um, um, I'm good. I think I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I felt like last year I got, I would get so frustrated and so anxious with things. And then this year I'm just, I'm trying to get prepared for everything. Something comes, you know, that I'm, I'm going to struggle with, like, it's okay. I want to see it as a learning experience. Um, but right now it's been fun. I've gotten to do some more group training and, um, getting to do stuff that I'm not good at and seeing like improvements in it so to me it's been much more exciting sweet um i want to jump in where we kind of were chatting before so talk to me about softball and then transition to uh to crossfit yeah i played for 15 years um i was a pitcher i started when i was like nine years old um and kind of just dove right into it the softball world um back when i was young playing everything happened really really young so when I started pitching and I was like 10 or 11, um, you ready, like 11 or 12 start like doing camps with coaches and learning and, um, start doing showcase tournaments when you're in middle school. And then I was like 13 already had college coaches on my radar. And then once I was 14, I got my first offer from a college and started going on visits. And I unofficially committed to um, UGA my freshman year, like a month after I turned 15. So that was just four more years in high school of like serious training. And every weekend was softball and then played in college and, um, kind of had just a little rough coaching situation. My first year at Georgia, there was a lot of coaching changes by the time I got in there, which is what I didn't love about it being so young. But the biggest thing for me was the pitching coach changed twice by from the time I verbal to the time I actually went. And with how I'm built, I've always been kind of built like this. Um, That was a real struggle with the specific type of pitching that the pitching coach did at my first school. 
Um, we just had two very different styles of pitching. And I think she wanted me to throw kind of how she threw. And when that happened, I lost all my speed, probably like eight, I think it was eight miles an hour. I lost off my, off my pitch, which I can only compare to in CrossFit, like probably losing like 50 pounds on your clean. Like it is, it's a big jump. And it just like sent me to like rock bottom. Like I completely lost my pitching. So I transferred and like was really never, never able to get my pitching back to where it was, um, which was frustrating. What was it like but... when you, sorry, I'm going to interrupt that. No, like, what was ahead. it like at rock bottom? Cause like so many athletes experienced that. Like what, what happened to not only performance, but like more so like the mindset you took to, to training and obviously competing as well. Oh yeah. So the, when that first happened, um, I'd say my sophomore year was like, that was my low, low. That was when I, I just like was crying every day. I was having panic attacks. I was depressed. I had to start getting help. I had to actually like start going to talk to somebody. Um, and it got to the point when even my mom wasn't on the phone with me because she's like, I hate hearing my daughter like this. I, and I don't know how to help you. Um, so for me, it was about kind of having to adjust my mindset and it probably didn't happen till like my senior year of college. I finally was like, okay, nothing's going to change. You've literally worked your butt off to get everything back. It's not your, like, I kind of had to accept like, this is just an unfortunate situation. You're not gonna be able to change it, but I'm obviously here for a reason. So for me, that was kind of like a combination of faith. That was a combination of um, support from my family. And I just like took a different role my senior year. I was like, all right, how can I be there to help my team? And I, I helped out a ton at practices. I have the endurance to pitch for a long time. So my coach would be like, if you can throw like to our batters during practice, I'm like, you got it. So I could just throw for like an hour and a half straight to our batters and, um, ended up kind of being like a team mom and like the team cheerleader. And I loved it. So I just kind of had to take a different role and I was okay with that because I knew once I was done with school, I'm like, you know, I'll get to do CrossFit after, like, let's enjoy softball while I still got it. So that's kind Seems of where like my from the went. time you're like, what do you say? Eight when you started softball? Oh like, yeah. 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 So like, and the moment you got kind of pinged as someone with a lot of potential that kind of puts a lot of pressure on you, right? To perform a certain standard, to meet other people's expectations, to meet your own expectations, like couple that in with being a teenager and everything else that goes on there's a oh, yeah. ton of what's going on too like it's, it must have been like quite a high pressure environment for you oh constantly um especially young like i think for me mine was i'm not built like a pitcher i'm built very i'm like most pitchers are really tall especially in college they're like let's say the average is like five eight five nine and i'm just like kind of bulk. I'm, I'm just, I'm strong. And it's just, uh, especially in my arms, which I think a lot of pitchers tend to be like long and like limber. It's just, it's a little easier to pitch like that. So I always had a lot of doubts on me also, which added a lot of extra pressure. Like so many people telling me I'm not going to be able to play in college and people tell me I'll never be good enough to play in school. So I was constantly just like pressed and pressed. And I just like, but that never bothered me. I was always someone who was like, I, I can't wait to prove you wrong and I'm going to keep working and working. And, mm -hmm. and then I ended up getting a, that division one offer that, that I always dreamed of. So I was able to like prove a lot of people wrong, but yeah, the pressure probably started when I was, I started on like an A level team, which was when I was in 10 and under, because you're like going right off the bat and you stay with that, you know, that A level 
throughout your entire career until you go to college. Is there anything that you take from that that is like, oh, this is a useful strategy. I'm going to like deploy that or like any reference, like frames that you use of like, okay, this like ways to take the pressure off yourself, I suppose I'm, I'm asking about here. Yeah, I think, um, and especially with, I think for me, what I do is I kind of have to tell myself that it's not my entire life. Um, for me, it like makes it by making it less serious. And I don't think it means that I don't care. I just think it means, okay, I love this sport, but if like something bad happens or like if I have a bad day, it's inevitable. It happens. I see it as a way to work on stuff. So when I got in the car, if I had a bad pitching day, my dad knew not to say anything to me because I was already so frustrated at myself. He's like, all right. He literally would just be like, you suck today. We'll fix it this week. I'm like, cool. Like that's, and just trying to keep it really, really simple and not like beat myself up for it. Because I do think a lot of people, um, especially in softball had that with their dads where it was like a constant aggressiveness to do well. And I actually had a really good relationship with my dad in softball. And for him, it was like, all right, it wasn't your day. We'll fix it this week. Like there's nothing more we can do. Um, so for me, it was almost making it less serious and remembering that I enjoy the game. And when I would go into those high pressure situations, um, I think I, I was put into so many games with runners on less than two outs, but I don't think it ever bothered me. Cause the one thing I always learned was like, it's me and my catcher. There's no one else around here. Just do what you do every day in practice. It's the exact same thing. There's nothing different. Just like focus on her. And I kind of try to do that with CrossFit. I'm like, I've prepared all I can. I do this every day. It's just working out. Like, let's do it. It gets a little harder with CrossFit because there's a lot of stuff still that I need to get better at. But I still try to be like, okay, I know this won't be my best workout, but I'll do the best I can. I can only control so much. So kind of yeah, what's interesting what I there is so many athletes struggle when they're like, this is everything. I've worked all year for this, like, and mm -hmm. which is equally true as well, right? It's like, this is yeah. the biggest comp that I'm going to hit this year. Potentially it's the biggest comp of my life because that's when like, because of my genetic potential, my age, whatever it is, it's like, oh, this, this could be the one that resets me up. Um, and there's like, they build it up and build it up and build it up to the point of paralysis. Whereas you're doing the opposite there. It's like, Hey, it's not everything. Like as an mm -hmm. athlete, like maybe I'm going to get other opportunities, but also as kind of it's not my entire focus of life too like you're more than yeah. you as an athlete despite it being very important to you but like people struggle with that when it when they feel like they are reducing some of the intensity or they, they're worried they might lose focus on it if or lose their competitive edge if they if they do that so it's, it's a it's a tough uh balance to reach yeah it is it's and i always I always thought for a long time, if I thought that way, it was like that I didn't care. But for me, I think the times when I cared too much was the times I found myself at the lowest of lows. Because if I had one bad day of pitching, it ruined my entire day. And it didn't set me up for success thinking that way. Like I had to learn like, okay, it's just a practice. It's just a bad day. Like there's going to be another opportunity that comes along. And it like, obviously when these, you know, these athletes, especially like in CrossFit, you know, they go to the games, that is the competition they worked all year for, but you've got to be able to say like, if you have a bad workout, it's like, that's all right. This happens. This happens every day. Even when you're fully prepared, sometimes you just can't control it and it's not going to help to, you know, hang your head on that. Yeah. And also like the same transverse, like, okay, you, you perform a bad rep. Like you, you, you mm -hmm. drop a lift, you should hit, like you kind of, you fail to lock out a muscle up, whatever it is. It's like, 
that the quicker you can move on, drop it, like take the pressure off, quicker you back get back to like the process, which is what you're doing here, the quicker you excel. Yeah, a hundred percent. Nice. So what was the trigger to get involved in CrossFit? Like you mentioned a couple of times that it's like, oh, and now I can do CrossFit. Now I get to do this. <laughs> so like what was the what was the driver for you? Um, I grew up doing my mom always did CrossFit. Um, so she kind of started back when it was like, you know, Annie was winning in 2011, 2012. And, um, I always watched her. I think that was my first time watching the games was watching the second year that Annie won. So my mom always did it and she competed as a master's in the games twice. I think it was 2017 or 2018. She competed and that I always knew I wanted to compete in it when I was done. Um, so I just kind of did it growing up. Like I'd say like, it was like half CrossFit, um, in middle school and high school And then when I was in college, I tried to keep up with it just a little bit. Like I would do it on my own, like when I had the time. And then as so I was excited as soon as I was done my senior year, I was like, now I can fully do it and actually like learn everything because I had to limit what I could do with my shoulder. Um, Just being a pitcher, I didn't want to get an injury, you know, that would cost my scholarship. That's definitely not worth it. So I was excited to get to do all like the gymnastics and snatching and all, all that as soon as I graduated. Did you notice any difference in like the mental requirement between softball and CrossFit? Like, was it like, oh, I have to kind of think about these things a different way or training like feels a different way or competition feels a different way? Like, was there, was there like a, a change in the way you approach things? Um, I think, I think what I went through with softball put me in a really good place mentally. I kind of felt like I dealt with a lot of the battles that an athlete goes through. Um, And I look at like CrossFit athletes who've been doing it for like 10 years. I think I've seen the ones who start really young in it. You're, you're seeing like how they've gone through it mentally. I think I did that with softball. And now I'm just kind of like trying to use what I learned, shifting it over into CrossFit because I went through like the lowest, literally the lowest an athlete could go my when I was in college, it was, it was a very, very low point in my life. And I learned a lot from it. So I always made that promise to myself. I'm like, when I start doing this, I don't want to, I know what it looks like to get there again. And I know what not to do. Like, I know how not to think, um, what I need to like, how I need to prepare myself to get to a healthy place mentally. Um, and like being around the right people and definitely making sure I'm around the right coach. I think that was another reason I like took some time, but I got some kind of guidance from some coaches at our gym here that like reminded me that it's a different sport. And that that's the part I'm still learning. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's not softball. Softball was, I was a pitcher. So it was kind of, you're an individual, but you're on a team, you know, it's a team sport like CrossFit. It's if I compete as an individual, it's an individual sport. So that's the thing that's new to me. That's what I have to learn about a little bit. I think I still doubt myself a lot. I don't think I have a lot of confidence. Like I still am like shocked that I'm in my second semi. So to me, I still see myself down here. So, um, the coach that I want to start working with, he's gonna, I think he wants me to get a little bit more confident in myself. Like he's like, Hey, like you're, you know, you're fit, like be a little bit more confident in yourself. So I want to learn that. I want to, I want to get a little bit more self-confidence like in this sport. That's the thing I have to learn to shift over. I think. Yeah, it's an interesting one because there's a bit of imposter syndrome that happens when you uh, like shift into a sport and you have that initial success or you can take a big leap without realizing that you're taking that because you're looking around thinking like, 
oh man, like there's some people here that have been working seven, eight, nine years to get to this point. And yes. I feel like I've kind of not breezed in. You've worked very hard, but like you haven't been, you haven't put in as many hours dedicated to that as those other people. So like looking around, for example, at semis coming up, you're going to be like, hmm, okay, like I'm, there's a difference between myself and these other athletes. I did struggle with that for actually a lot my first year. I almost felt guilty because I was like, this isn't fair. Like, you know, this is my first year doing it fully and I'm at a semi. That's not fair. Like people, but I just think that, I think that's this sport though. I think that some sports are very um, specific. Like softball took a long time mechanically to, it's really hard to just like go into softball and be great at it. You do have to like really build up all those mechanics Um, I think CrossFit, you look at a lot of people who just were athletes before they tend to pick it up pretty quickly. Um, And I think that, I think that just helped me a lot. Like I knew how to lift because I lifted throughout with softball. Um, And obviously like we had to do conditioning. So I, that stuff kind of came more easily to me. And I mean, softball didn't really give me much in my sport. Unfortunately, I wish I did gymnastics sometimes, but I think uh, the one thing it gave me, it's pretty like being a pitcher, you have to be pretty powerful. So I like like power stuff, anything that's like power output stuff, um, that stuff I'm good at. So yeah. And dealing with the kind of the pressure of eyes on you as well. Like that's something that you, you have that oh, yeah. translates very nicely to, to the CrossFit world. Oh yeah. Sorry, my dog just came in. It's cool. Like more dog interruptions, the better. That that just uh, that heightens things. Um, so it's, it's quite a brave decision to or a patient and wise decision to go like, Hey, I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to go for like one-to-one coaching for a bit. I'm going to mm-hmm. like focus on like more group based program or like kind of less bespoke programming. Um, it, like what was the decision there? Um, so when I first finished up in, uh, I was finishing up school. I actually got really lucky, um, in Virginia tech, the, uh, CrossFit gym that I was going to was, um, it was, in Blacksburg. And at the time, Haley Murillo and Josh Murillo were going there. So I got to learn so much from them. They were the ones who kind of pushed me to compete. So when I was at school, I was like, I like, I want to at least sign up for some kind of program. And my friend used to send me some of her workouts from Proven. So I actually followed the Proven Compete program. And it was a lot of stuff I was not good at. It was very hard and I just thought, I'm like, let's follow this. Let's get everything down first was my number one thing. I'm like, let's get more comfortable with the snatch. You know, let's get, I got my first muscle up like a year and a half ago. So it's just kind of trying to get more comfortable with those, more comfortable with all the gymnastics, um, like legless rope climbs. I remember when I first was doing it two years ago, I could do like one, I could not do a second one right after. So I wanted to at least get, I think the volume accumulated and get my body used to it. Like the, my left arm has a lot of catching up to do. It's, it's strong luckily since I always worked out, but that left like tricep last year had so many times it just like flared up and got so, so sore from just all the pulling that I wasn't used to and being upside down. Um, and it's still, I'm still uneven. So I think now that it's been two years, um, and I followed proven compete. It's been incredible. I love the program, but it's like, now I need, I need that someone to look at me and say like, this is what needs to be right in your form. This is how we get you more mobile. I have no, I know nothing about mobility and that's what I need. I need like to be in the right positions. So I don't get hurt. 
I just think my body's getting to that point where I'm like, all right, I've learned everything. I can do everything. Now I need to clean it up. I have to like fine tune it. So that's when I was like, all right, I need to get a coach now. It's time. <laughs> got you. Got you. What's the goal for this year? Like, is it obviously you've got semis coming up? Like what's, what's success for you at the end of this year? Um, honestly, for this semi and just based on how quarters looked, this quarters really stressed me out. Like looking at the workouts, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like any, I'm like, I don't love any of these. And not even that, um, I am proud of myself that it's not like just strength stuff. Cause anytime I see a strength workout, I, I get excited, but I also, even last year, I got excited about a lot of the workouts. Um, I love workouts where you just kind of have to hurt. There's no thinking. You just have to hurt. Like I'm good at those. But this year I felt like every workout had something. I'm like, I have no idea how that's going to go. The crossovers I had never done before, like V ups I've done them, but it's just like been a while. I'm like, I don't know how those are going to, I don't know how girls are at those. I have no idea how to weigh those. So just the first workout was all stuff I'm bad at. So I'm like, this is going to be a terrible year. Like, I don't understand. So I was very proud of myself just for making it to the semis based on the workouts. Like it was cool to see my adaptability on things like that. But so I think for this semi, my goal is just, if there's something that comes up that I can't do, or I'm nervous about doing, I would love to be able to do everything. I'm hoping that there's nothing that I'm like, oh gosh, I, I can't even do this movement at all. Um, and just to like see improvements on that. Um, I was really proud of myself for my last semi. My goal was to not go out too hot. And so many people warned me, like, it's your first semi. You're going to want to just on those workouts, just want to go out so fast. And I felt like I did a really good job of staying in my own lane last year. And it like, it really paid off for my first semi. I was pretty happy with how I did. So I kind of want to do the same thing this year. I'm like, just stay in my lane. Don't like run the race I need to and like stay composed and not look like I'm freaking out and see what I need to work on. And then what I'm not good at, that's what I'll start doing with my coach, which it's probably going to be a lot of strict, strict gymnastic stuff is definitely my weakest. So that's what I'll be spending a lot of time on. Yeah. Yeah. Some really nice stuff in there. Like, and what I'm doing as well is like, I'm putting together the reason why I was so interested in podcasting with you is just how quickly you've accelerated within the sport like to go from a year and a half ago getting your first muscle up to semi-finals and very like kind of short time is is like really incredible and like pulling out the pieces there this approach that you've clearly learned in softball before of like okay well this is and it's also what your dad was reinforcing there is like this didn't go as it could have done in terms of potential what can i learn mm-hmm. from it and mm-hmm. or this went really well what can i learn from it and this kind of beginner's mind so many athletes fail to have that they go mm-hmm. this is the way it should be and if yeah. it doesn't go that way then i i failed in some way and it's a sign that i'm not good enough whereas you're going or at least apparently from this conversation you're going like, this didn't go as i wanted good like this is an opportunity to grow then this has taught yeah. me something and like the moment that we switch to this is the way it should go. That's when we start to fail. That's when the pressure builds up. That's when the stress comes. That's when the the problematic workouts come up. So it's like, it's, it's really interesting. So you've got that in there already. Oh, I, I love that too. I, that's such a good thing. I like the, the would versus the should. Um, I think that's great. That's something I need to use because there are a lot of times I'm like, all right, I would love to do great in this workout. This is what I would love to do. Um, instead of should, I definitely did a lot of shoulds when I was, especially when I was playing softball, it was like, all right, this, 
I sh- I should do this against this team. It's fine. Like this is going to be, I, this team is, eh, they're all right. And so it's going to go this way. So if it didn't, then all of a sudden it was, oh my gosh, you're terrible. Like you are really not that good. And all the negative thoughts come in. But if I'm like, all right, this is what I've done. This is what I need to try to do for this game. Let's see how it goes. And like kind of be willing to fail, I guess, is the good thing. That's definitely what I've gotten better at is like accepting failure. Um, Especially in the gym, I'm trying to learn. I'm like, I still will get frustrated if I have a bad workout. Like I should have done better on this workout. But like, then again, it's the should. And I'm like, but what's the point? I did that a lot with the open this year and I had to get out of my brain. And it was actually who my coach is going to be, who was like, you need to, he's like, okay, redoing this open workout. Why? Like, why do you want to, what's it going to, how is it going to benefit you? He's like, cause the, the leaderboard goes back to zero after this. And then you're in quarterfinals. So what is doing this workout again going to do? Is it going to make you a little bit happier or can you just look at it and say, okay, great. I, I, yeah, I know I could have done better, but this is what I learned from it. He's like, maybe take that and not get so like caught up in your own ego, which basically, and I'm like, no, he's right. Like that's, that's what we do. Like you get caught up instead of being like, all right, this is what I, that w- this wasn't great, but it's the best I can do on it that takes workout. takes a mature athlete though, to go just for someone to say something as blunt as let's not get caught up in your own ego. I'm sure like there were kind of other kind of phrases around that that wasn't exact verbatim, but it's like to take that and go, Hey, I'm not offended by that. Or maybe it's no. like, ouch, that kind of stung a bit, but like, it's like, okay, well that was the truth. And so that's yep. what we're trying to do there is like seeking the truth behind it. The difficulty, like, or some from personal experience, like coaching so many athletes, the, the challenge is when you feel like you belong, which does eventually happen. And it's like, then I feel like, oh, I'm good enough to be here. That's when the shoulds really get in there because it's like, yeah, like if you can sit, like, think about open, it's like, oh, I should be crushing this because of what happened last year. And yep. then like that translates to semis and then that translates to the games. And then it's like that translates to the top 10 at the games. And then you'd start to get that in your mind. And that's like each level you're, you're presented with the opportunity to think I'm this kind of athlete. This is how I should be performing. But instead you have to go, no, like what's the process? How can I learn? How can I adopt that beginner's mind? Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I think I just noticed that so much too with this year I see seeing all these athletes who are you know taking a break and it's funny because like when I saw Haley Adams post too I oh I love her I've always looked up to her as an athlete like everything she wrote in her I'm like oh that's me like that is except in softball like a different sport but you you're so used to like she put it on herself of I'm not happy with my place on the leaderboard I'm not happy with this Whereas instead of looking at it as, oh, hey, but look, like I got stronger here. And instead of that, it's like, you can't look past the leaderboard. You can't look back past your placement. And I started to do that this open instead of now I was trying to, even with quarters, I was like, okay, this workout's not going to be my best. Let's not get disappointed about it. But Hey, look, what's gotten better. Like the first workout, for example, was just a whole combo of stuff that I wasn't great at. Like the front squats. Yeah, that was fine. Handstand walks were fine. But then 15 muscle ups in a row, like that's going to take me a lot longer than somebody else. But for me in that workout, they were the best muscle ups I had done in a workout. So I was like, you know what? That's a win. Like I, and I was a little disappointed in the handstand pushups. It's fine. But I'm like, you know what? Hands, the ring muscle ups were the, the quickest 15 has taken me in a workout. 
that's a win. Like I can't be upset about that. Um, so that's how I tried to look at it. Cause I knew comparative wise, that workout was not going to be a good placement for me. I'm like, but I'll make it up somewhere else. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to have to make it up on another workout. And, and that's what I did. So I was happy with how, how that mindset like helped me a little bit this year. Awesome. Yeah. Cause you dropped the expectation. It was like, yeah. you're free to perform how you possibly could perform because there was no like like rigid strict idea of like this is how it's supposed to go this is who i need to be in this moment so you absolutely nailed that so those are the workouts where you're like you're you're facing your weaknesses in inverted commas um what about the ones where you're like oh this is my strength so that grunt work you talked about afterwards like making it hurt as much as you can how do you approach like what's your attitude going into that yeah um so like this past year for quarters looking at all the workouts. So like there was a couple, I don't know how it's going to go. There was one. I'm like, this won't be my best. And then there were two where I'm like, I can do really well here. And the first one I did it once. And I knew if I did it again, I could do better. But then again, I'm like, that's a lot of gymnastics. That's going to make me really sore. Is it worth it? Probably not. And then the next day it was on the Friday. I did the, the crossover one. So the scores were due at three. I did it at 12. And they were going so well. I had never done crossovers before. And I just started tripping like crazy in the fourth round. And I finished the workout and I went to the coaches and I was like, I think I need to do it again. Like this is the the only, I try to actually not repeat, but I'm like, I think I need to redo this one because I know that first one's going to hurt me. I think I need to redo it. And I did it again. But I remember telling myself, like, it was literally the same round in the fourth round. I like tripped two in, but in, I was like, okay, do not freak out. Cause that's what happened when the last, when I did it, I like was freaking out on the crossovers and I was getting all tense and I kept tripping like crazy. And I was like, take a deep breath. Like you are fine. And then I got the next, you know, 38 in a row. I was like, oh, thank God. Like I just told myself to breathe and I think almost being a little bit tired helped too. Cause I had to do it like 45 minutes after because it was due at three. So it almost helped me. And then that ends up being a really good score. So that was a place of where I liked adaptability coming in. I was proud of myself for adapting to a tough situation. And then the next day I had the clean and jerk one. And that was when I'm like, yeah, I can crush this. And I know I can crush this workout. Um, I know I can power clean and jerk all of these. I know I like, I actually don't, mind burpees. I like burpees. I'm like I can crush this workout, but I have to make sure I take the right amount of time between reps. And I would tell you, and I, I told one of the coaches there, he was like, you did great on that. I'm like, you want to know something? It was the one I was most nervous for because I knew it was the one I could crush, which is weird, but it's the one I knew I could like absolutely dominate. So going into that one, was one where I just made sure I took the right amount of time between reps and stayed really, really, really calm. It was not worth failing a jerk. Um, that adds so much time in a workout that's so quick. So for me, it was like smooth on the burpees. You get a deep breath, do your clean and jerk, put it down. And then I just had to tell myself on every single clean, like, um, I think it was, um, Travis Mayer, who he'll be, he's actually going to be my coach. He was the one I was just hearing him yell. And he always told me in a workout when you're really tired like that with heavy weights, he's like, pull it like it's your one rep max. Mm -hmm. And you do want to be a little bit careful sometimes on like, you know, maybe a snatch, not overthrowing it and things like that. But 
when you're pulling it from the ground and you're tired, he's like, think it's, think it's a one rep that you're going for a one rep max. And that always like stuck in my brain. So every single one of those clean and jerks, I'm like, act like it's a one rep max and drive with all that you've got. So that's kind of how I attack workouts like that. Um, I just have to give myself a word in my brain and that's it. Like every single clean was pulled like it's your one rep max. And, um, it ended up paying off because that ends up being a really, really high scoring workout for me, but it was the one I was most nervous for. Yeah. It's interesting when the expectations come in again, it's like, this is one that I can crush. I'd like mm-hmm. this. I know what success really looks like. Whereas it's a bit more ambiguous with the ones where you're like, Oh, I've got some V ups and like, what do I like? And I haven't really practiced this before. And I've got crossovers, exactly. which is something that's, that's kind of new. Um, so you like less expectations, the better beginner's mind, all that kind of stuff. Do you have any pre-lift routines? Cause like there's obviously probably, you probably had something in softball. Um, do you have any like pre-workout routines, any kind of consistent habits that you, you follow around workouts? Um, I, before I never have the same warm up. I probably should. I probably should be more consistent with that. Um, I think my bad thing is sometimes I don't warm up enough because it gets me like too stressed out. I don't know. Like I, especially when it's like a comp time, cause then I just feel like I'm waiting around so much, but I am trying to make sure I warm up more. Um, I will always do crossover symmetry. Um, I do like doing those. I like doing bands around my knees. Um, but I think when the one thing I noticed I always do with a bar and it's not a good habit, but I always roll the bar a little bit before each clean, like towards myself, just because I feel like if I'm pulling it stagnant from the ground, it makes me feel like I'm going from a dead stop. So I've always liked to like I kind of like push it away, like just a tiny bit to be able to roll it into me. And for me, it works like technique wise. I know a lot of Olympic coaches don't like that, but that is the one thing I noticed I always do. And I didn't know I did it. I think it was like a subconscious thing. I just always kind of roll the bar a little bit into me to like kind of yeah. like have a little bit of movement before I start, if that makes sense. It's interesting. You know how in um, weightlifting comps, it's an illegal lift if you oscillate the bar before the jerk where you get it kind of whipping and bouncing. It's almost like you're using that momentum, like forwards and backwards. Like it's, yes. I'm interested to know why weightlifting coaches don't think it's good. Maybe it's just like etiquette. I think it's like your, um, I think it, it's, it cha- it'll change where the bar is setting up because they want the bar to make sure your feet are set up at the same place every single time. Um, so it can kind of cause the bar to like take you off of your path. And I'm no weightlifting coach. I just think that's what they say. Yeah. Um, but that the, I, I have never done that with a jerk though. So I'm glad I haven't done that, but I will go right from the catch into the jerk, but I've never used the bounce before. So I'm, I am proud of myself that I haven't done that. Cause I do know that's not allowed. Um, oh, and then with squatting just with my dad, um, if I do really, really heavy deadlifts, I always have, I always deadlift barefoot. Um, he always taught me that, but that's like only if it's super heavy. Um, and then when I squat, he always taught me to just take two steps back and that's it. Like he's like so many people take like five steps back and it's just like wasting energy. So he always taught me it's one, two and you're set and go. Mm -hmm. So those are my like things with, um, squatting just to not like waste any extra energy. Nice. Nothing like a barefoot deadlift as well. The connection you get wearing shoes. Yeah. It's the best feeling ever. Um, What's the ultimate goal? Like say what success you in CrossFit? I would love to make the games. Um, I think that would be my, my goal would be to make the games. Now I, I don't really have a, there's really nothing about placement in there. Um, I just think, and I, I talk to so many people about this though. I, I do like to be realistic. I do like to be like, 
do I have the abilities to make the games? Like, would it be worth my time? And just kind of after these two years with what I've been able to do without a coach, I really, really feel like if I have someone guiding me, I have that potential. So I would love to make a games. Um, and if like, I would, I would love to do a few years individual and then maybe it takes me team one year. That would be great. Um, and then if not that, like at least a big comp, like either like a Wadapalooza or um, like a Dubai, like so some kind of championship like that, just some kind of big competition, getting to compete in one of those. I think those would be like, that would be a really big goal for the next year. Um, just actually, I'm just excited to see like how getting a coach, I want to try it for a year. Like, let's see if I do improve, which I think I, I think I will when I get the stuff that I need to work on down. Sweet. Sweet. Why is, why is the game so important to you? Um, I've just always, I, I think the most important thing for me with CrossFit is that I love it and I love the community of it. Um, I think being to the games, like just getting to be on the biggest stage for the sport would be such a dream come true. Um, and I think it'd be cool to show people that, you know, you can do one sport and be able to be competitive in another one. Um, I think it'd be a cool, I think all of my friends too, it's been so nice on my even all my old teammates are like, I cannot wait to see you just crush it in CrossFit. Like, and they're like all so pumped for me. And I always felt like with how softball went, I'm almost like, I almost think maybe this is what like the sport I might have some success in more than I wanted in college. I, I thought that I was going to go to college and it was going to be the all Americans and winning the national championship. And I was on the path for that with the awards I had, like I, which I was so grateful for. I worked really hard for them. And I was, my senior year was Gatorade player of the year. Like I was going into, I was going into college. Like I can really get some success here and I didn't get the success, but I did get a different kind of success. So I wouldn't change it for anything. I think it was like a mindset, a life change I met my fiance when I transferred. So like, there's a lot of great wins from mm -hmm. what I went through, but now I think with this, I'm like, I really think maybe this is where I'm supposed to get that stage that I want or the success that I want. Cause I am competitive and I've always felt like I could do well in the sport. Um, and my mom inspired me. She went to the games as a master. So I want to kind of follow in her footsteps. And I just think that I love CrossFit for the heart of it. And sometimes I do think we lose that. So I kind of want to remind people of that. Like, I love the community. Most of my close friends I've met from CrossFit. And that's the part of it that I really, really love. So I want to always make sure that I'm showcasing that side of it as well. Beautiful stuff. I think that's a good place to, to wrap up. Um, where can people find you on Instagram? Any other socials that you have? Yeah, I just do Instagram. I try to stay away from Twitter. I think it's a headache. But um, my Instagram is just my name um, together, Kieran Appley, and trying to post more stuff. And but yeah, that's that's my kind of main account. And that's where I pretty much keep everything on there and try to do reels and things like that. But that's mostly my social media there. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Limitless Athlete podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes and find me on Instagram, Tom Foxley, T-O-M-F-O-X-L-E-Y, so that you don't miss out on your opportunities to, well, train your mindset and make it better and live a better life.